You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're you're tuned in to It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati, the top podcast covering the defending AFC champion Cincinnati Bengals. Hosted by Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata at Odyssey Sports Podcast. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. Lindsey Patterson, Mike Santagata. Mike, how are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing, Lindsey? I am battling a terrible cold, so I apologize again oh. to the listeners that just, it won't go away. I, I'm trying NyQuil, I'm trying everything, and um, it's still still being pretty annoying right now. But all good vibes. The Bengals are 8-4. Big AFC North game coming up at Paycor Stadium. We'll get into pr- predictions and previews and all that fun stuff later. But we'll start with this, because... It's something that we've talked about for quite a few podcasts. It's the Samaj P. Ryan, Joe Mixon. I know we did get a few mailbag questions on it too, but Joe Mixon talked today. And with him getting through concussion protocol, which is great news, we heard more about this little background information. Zach Taylor talked about it. Looks like they decided to just go with their gut. They didn't get the, uh, the doctor to clear him on Saturday and just said, look, We'll get your rest in the long run. This is going to be good. We need you. A lot of football left. And it sounded a little like Joe Mixon was was tad, tad annoyed with it because he wanted to be out there with the, with the players and uh, things like that. When asked by the media members in the open locker room today about being the starting running back, he reassured everyone that he's very much aware of that. And, um, yeah, it just seems like – what do you think about Zach Taylor's decision to just rest him on Sunday. It's fine. I I mean, this is what we hammered the Dolphins on for not doing with Tua. If Mixon went back out there, took a big shot to the head and had to be carted off or something, this is, you know, I get it's annoying, but if the doctor didn't clear you on Saturday, slim chance to clear you on Sunday. I mean, who knows? Maybe they do, maybe they don't, but sometimes you got to protect the players from the players. I guess it was a pretty nasty concussion that missed two weeks, but Sounds like he's good to go now. I, I I agree with Zach Taylor to rest him during that. Yeah. If it's close call, just side on, you know, you've got a guy that's doing pretty well. Yeah, that was kind of my take from it. 
Um, you know, I, I get where Joe Mixon's coming from. He's a competitor. He wants to be out there. This team is rolling right now and getting Joe Mixon back is a great thing for this offense. And he will be RB number one on Sunday when they take on the Cleveland Browns. But yeah, I agree with you. Um, I, I think Zach Taylor's smart in that aspect because Samaje P. Ryan is doing enough with this offense. Joe Burrow is rolling. Um, he is a national candidate right now, top three MVP from a lot of sportscasters. And it's it's a fun conversation. The way the wide receivers are playing, you get Jamar Chase back out there. And I, I'm okay with it because Zach Taylor, you know, has a point when you think of the long run. It's only early December right now. There's still a lot of regular season football to go. And if this team goes on around in the playoffs again, I want Joe Mixon healthy, ready to roll. And the thing about it is with all that conversation, it's kind of wild because the week leading up to his five touchdown game, there was a lot of criticism for Joe Mixon. And we've talked about it plenty of times that, you know, he was battling an injury. He was coming back from that, not fully healthy. And the criticism was, oh, Samaje should be the starting running back and um, Joe should be the second running back and he should get more reps. And then Joe goes out there and has a five touchdown games, almost like, don't forget about me. I'm still really good at this job. And we're getting that kind of go rolling into this game again. The Samaje P. Ryan talk and nothing against Samaje P. Ryan. We had a segment dedicated to Samaje P. Ryan, but Joe Mixon is, is the number one guy. It almost feels like Joe Mixon can go off on Sunday when you think about the defense they're playing against. Yeah, on paper, this is a smash spot for the running back. Um, really, the Browns defense doesn't do anything that well, but they did last time they played the Bengals. So you almost got to throw it out the window a little bit. But if you do just look at the numbers, what they do normally on run defense, I mean, when you see clips and stuff, they're just they're playing like five guys against seven and trying. They don't really care about defending the run. You should be able to run in those boxes. You should be able to run against this team in general because if they're going to come down, then you should be able to throw over the top. They're not probably not going to come down into the box. So the run game should be there. That's a lot on the offensive line who didn't perform well in the first Browns matchup. I think a little bit lost in why the run game didn't work. I don't think Mixon played well, but I thought the offensive line played really bad. I don't think anybody had a good game. Uh, that was a game Jonah Williams gave up like three sacks and one of them to a seventh round rookie. Not great. So can't have that happen again. Uh, but when you look at this, this is one of the worst run defenses of the past decade, according to like, I think DVOA or DR or something, some advanced stat. They, they've gone back the past like 10 years and this is bottom five in the past 10 years at defending the run. And they shut down the Bengals run game. So that shouldn't happen. And they got to make sure that doesn't happen again because you want to be playing out in front of this Cleveland Browns team. And if that includes a long sustained drive to start, which could include some running, that's ideal. Uh, you don't need to, you don't want to fall behind and let them run the ball. And then you can't exploit the, the uh, on paper, good matchup. Yeah. I think the most important thing with this game, you're playing at home. And everybody knows Joe Burrows dropped five to the Cleveland Browns. Um, and that's really unfortunate. And that's just the way the four. ball rolls. Four, four, my bad. I'm sorry. I do not want to give him the fifth one because people will come after me. And Joe's better than that. And we're not doing that. Uh, he uh, he has a nice little record against Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs, but just can't get over this Cleveland game. I feel like when they play the Browns, something wild happens every single time. And it's just like, what happened there? But, but. 
the difference between this game right now in the second matchup versus the one on Halloween, this offense is rolling right now. This offensive line is playing better. I like the way the defense is playing. And I feel like the most important thing in the game plan going into this is take that long drive when you start it. If 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 you if you decide, hey, we're gonna we're gonna take the ball and, and you you have that choice to begin the game, score first. If you score first, I feel so good about how this game is going to go. Nothing crazy, no interception, because Joe Burrow, for some reason, only turns the ball over against the AFC North right now. And if they take care of the ball and the way Joe Joe Burrow is is currently rolling in, in this offense, it's going to be hard to stop them, um, especially if they can take the lead and, and run the ball like we thought they would in that Monday Night Football game. Yeah, two of his past uh... – Oh, back-to-back Browns games, I believe, for Joe Burrow. They had a really good starting opening drive. This is hard to remember on that Monday night game because everything was bad after that. But it's a really good starting opening drive and then interception. Just they get to a good point and there's an interception. In the matchup last year that he had against them, it was the pick six to Denzel Ward that he left inside. And this time, uh, whatever week that was, on Halloween, he threw the ball, Miles Garrett tipped it, and it got picked that way. I don't expect that to happen again, but who knows? TJ Watt was able to catch another one, so that's weird. But TJ Watt's going to be up there. It's going to be like a weird trivia stat that who has Joe Burrow thrown the most interceptions to, and TJ Watt's going to be in like the top five. But uh, yeah, overall, I feel I feel pretty good in general, which I don't know if I should. But just on paper, this matchup's there. And you have to remember in the last matchup, Jamar Chase didn't play. So that just changes how defenses are going to play against you. They treat Jamar Chase with a lot of respect, and I'm sure the Browns will as well. Um, I expect this to go differently, but I have been proven wrong before. Um, and I'm not going to get too far into the preview. But just in general, you, you got to feel pretty good about it. The Bengals are rolling. Like they weren't rolling when they went into that Browns game. It, it was a little up and down and then they hit the Browns game. And that was kind of like the low of the season. <laughs> and then they climbed back out of it with four straight wins. But uh, yeah. That yeah. Was I'm, not great. It, it's, I really want to forget about that night because it was Halloween. They lose on prime time. The game felt like they were down 50 when they were down by 11 at one point and you, they lost Cheeto in that game. So it felt like it was two losses in one night, but ever since that game, this team is just on another level and definitely fun to watch. They're on such another level that NFL rankings, national media, they're putting this team atop of the AFC right now. And it is the conversation with the chiefs. Some even have them in the top three overall in the NFL. And it's just wild. What a turnaround we've seen from this team after the 0-2 start. And I'm going to say this to you. I don't feel like it's too much of a hot take. And obviously their record to start the season right now is better than it was last year. But don't you feel like this is better than the 2021 squad? And I know play, I'm not talking about the playoffs because that's a whole nother ball game when you get into the playoffs, but overall in regular season, I feel more confident about this team than I did at the point last year in December. Absolutely. I didn't feel really that good about the 2021 team until they blew out um, Baltimore and then, beat Kansas city. That was like really towards the end of the year. So I didn't feel that good about them until then. And even then it was more so I hope they win a playoff game. And then it was just a magical run. This team feels like a legitimate, it's not a magical run. If this team goes to the super bowl, like this is, I think clear cut top three team in the AFC. 
Um, them, KC, and Buffalo. I know Miami has been playing pretty well, but they beat Miami. I know Tua got hurt, but Miami also looked bad. I don't know. I'm debating that one a little bit, but Tennessee, I, I feel like they're 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 a step above Tennessee. They're to me a step above Miami, you could argue. Um, and Baltimore looks terrible, even though they have an eight and four record as well. I mean, barely beating the Broncos is not a good accomplishment. Also, they barely beat like every team they've been playing lately, even though if it's like the Panthers and the Broncos and uh, they lost to the Jaguars, they just feel like they're struggling. I think if everybody gets healthy, they're in the same tier, but where they are now, Bengals are probably a step above. So I think those three are the clear AFC favorites. Did the Bengals start too slow to get home field advantage? Probably. So they'll have to travel to KC or to Buffalo, but they did that before with the traveling to Kansas city and winning the AFC championship on the road. There's another reason this game is so big. Um, obviously, you want to you want to stop that losing streak versus the Cleveland Browns. Um, you you go into this game and and it, you know we, we keep talking about it. it doesn't get easy in the second half of the season and then they do what they're doing. They you beat Tennessee, you beat Kansas City, and then you're like, okay, well hold on a second. How many can they win in the back half stretch? Which ones will they drop? And I think you 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 win. You you have to get that one. Get that monkey off your back. And Joe Burrow can just be like, that's over. I don't have to hear about that one anymore. And there's a really big chance that the Steelers beat the Baltimore Ravens and you can have that solo place because yes, Baltimore has that easy back half of the this, this schedule, but their quarterback situation's up in the air. It's, it's one, maybe three weeks. Who knows when Jackson's going to get back, but even when he is out there, this offense looks very beatable in the Baltimore Ravens that any team going against them, you know, who knows what will happen for them. And it just feels like in the driver's seat of the AFC North with these, these next few games, that's why this game is so important. And you you want to we, we talked about they were 0 and 3 in the division. If you can get 3 and 3 in the AFC North, that's huge for how the season started. You need some help um from other teams as well, like the Steelers against Baltimore because you're 1 and 3 in the division. Baltimore, I believe, was 3 and 0 last I looked. But uh either way, you need to be able to get them to three losses by the time you play week 18. Otherwise you're going to have to be a full game ahead, which is fine. They're currently tied and they play and the Bengals win, then they'll take the AFC North. But if you end up because the schedule, their schedule is much harder than the, than the Ravens schedule because they get the Steelers twice, the Browns, they already beat the Broncos. These are the games I'm thinking of, but uh, the it's setting up that it could be Baltimore up one game because the Bengals drop the game to the bills and Baltimore wins out, or they drop the game to the bills and they lose one to the bucks. I don't know. Uh, the Not that the bucks are that scary. I think that's also part of the reason that the back half doesn't look as bad is because Buccaneers don't look as scary as they did on paper, but I think they want to be in a position where it's winning you're in, even if they're a game back, well, not winning you're in, but when, you, and you host a playoff game, you win the North even if they are a game back of the Ravens, because that is possible, but they need help for that. So they need the Steelers to win this game uh, against Baltimore. Otherwise they need to at least be tied or ahead when they play that game. The thing that'll really suck is if you're one game ahead of the Ravens, but they've got that division record and then you drop that game for some reason. And now you go from really feeling like you're about to host a playoff game into you need to go on the road week one, maybe even to Baltimore. Yeah, that last game of the season just feels like it's going to be division winner. 
it feels like whoever wins that is going to be a divisional winner. And what a hype game that would be to win that game if it is deciding who it is and, and get back-to-back division titles, play that home playoff game, and then go on the road. You know, they've done it before. Uh, that's nothing for Joe Burrow. But, uh, but yeah, it, it's going to be fun. This, this whole outlook of these next few games is huge. But just this game alone, I just feel like it's just one of those that you want to – Joe Burrow just wants to cross it off his list and be like, I'm done with all this Browns talk. And let's, let's end the Cleveland Browns season. And just be like, all right, you're done. No, no more. Con- they, there are people in, in Cleveland who think they control their own destiny right now. And you, you're like, no, let's stop them. Let's stop them right here, right now in Cincinnati. So huge game. I can't wait to talk more about it when we give our preview and predictions. But next, we'll get to Q&A, mailbag. Everybody did a great job sending us questions. Make sure you're following along at LNDS Patterson and Bengals underscore Sands. We'll be back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati.